This podcast is rated M for Mature, Peggy 18, and R100. Everything I know, I learn from Frank Miller, and everything I do, I do as fast as flash run quarterback status, and then some. Welcome to the Congress Podcast. I'm Dustin. Hot as balls here. I got to be honest. All I want to do is go to sleep right now, but I'm here giving you a podcast by myself, reviewing comic books. That's how much I care about you. You, one listener, probably Skippo. I don't know. Maybe someone else. No one else told me. Who knows? Let's dive into it. Boop, 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 boop. Golden Kamui. It's a manga. It's the second volume. I already read the first one. thought the concept was kind of interesting. It's this guy who's dubbed the immortal, whatever the fuck his last name is, because he couldn't die in the battlefield. He's teamed up with a young girl who's part of this kind of like a native tribe, tribe of... Uh, the Japanese region that has some like Russian influence and stuff. I don't know. This is after like a Japanese Russian war. And uh, they're teaming up to find these criminals that all have tattoos that make a map that leads to the gold that was stolen from her tribe that was raising that money to fight the Japanese. It's a long, there's a lot of history. There's a lot of bad cooking recipes that it informs you of and comparing miso to poop. It's okay. The art's not bad. The story's the story's interesting at times. Other times it's like, yeah, dude, I don't need all this like eh, sob story shit. Just get to it. Uh, the second volume is definitely used to build the girl's character up more. It does it pretty successfully. In the first volume, she was kind of just there and this, I don't know, strange hunting, trapping badass. And it didn't really fit 100% with the story. This one just kind of hangs out, though. There's a lot of hanging out. It's by Viz Media. Probably can get it soon, because it was sent... Usually I get them right before they come out. Um, coming out this week. Let's hit those real quick. Bombshells United, number one. I think this is just digital, and almost like a second series to the bombshell series that's still going on because i don't know they just printed another issue of that they were like in the 30s it's still world war ii there's japanese uh encampments that being are about to be set up and donna troy is like uh-uh, we ain't doing that shit there's these three annoying characters one of them is a blonde woman that feels the need to introduce the other two characters by their first names every fucking time they're on the fucking comic. It's like a total of five times. I'm not even joking. She's just like, yeah, me and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. I think they're supposed to be the Wonder Twins. They kind of do the Wonder Twins pose at one point. I didn't care. I wanted them to stop. Uh, the book, politics and comic books, it's not, it's not intolerable. But when it's just kind of the same opinion slammed over and over and over, whether you agree with the opinion or not, it just ends up really preachy. And that's what happens here. It's like, it's a good message, but they just keep hitting you over the head with it to the point where you're like, all right, now I'm completely numb to it. I'm numb to it. And then Clayface shows up and you're like, whatever. Did you fucking, how did you not figure out that was Clayface? You literally flicked a piece of clay off of your shield. And then a dude appeared. And you're like, mm, what are you? He's like, I'm Clayface. 
on a huge long monologue. Click. Also out this week is James Bond Money Penny, the one shot. I guess Dynamite's new approach to their licensed titles is uh, play it safe. Don't do anything too interesting or too dangerous with the character. Money Penny, even her assignment, she's told this is going to be boring. And it was. Mission accomplished. You tell us that an assignment is going to be boring and it ends up being boring. I'm not surprised. I'm also not amused or entertained by that. Uh, there's also this weird point where the Sean Connery version of Bond shows up. And I was like, what the fuck? Why is this in here? Okay, we have the, the modern money penny with a, a Sean Connery-esque Bond. It wasn't the, like the, the one everyone's like, that one looks like Archer. Yeah, no shit. Archer's based off of James Bond's original description. That's the joke, people. That's the joke. Stop saying that. I hate that. When people are like, why does this Bond look like Archer? No, it's Archer looks like Bond. Okay? But why? Why, when you have the modern money penny and you already have this Bond established in your comics, would you go to the Sean Connery one? It looked weird. Especially since it was kind of like the older one, like when he was at the end of his uh, Bond run. It just didn't it didn't work and it, it was a very boring issue the time jumped around a lot i've yet to unfortunately read any book by jody hauser that wasn't uh, that i enjoyed there's just like hey here's an average average comic book yet again that's out this week i would avoid both books that i mentioned by the way not very good uh things that were are very good i'm gonna hit those up last actually because i'm gonna blitz through some indie stuff the Legend of Pinky, number one, read that. It's okay. It's not, I wish I liked it more. The art doesn't do it any favors. It's kind of ugly and muddy at times where it's just like, there's so much going on in the details that a lot of the story gets lost because there's just all this effort put into the inking and this weird like watercolor on top of it. Um, and it's just like, it's gangster stuff. I'd say the dialogue, the dialogue seemed very realistic, like era appropriate and everything like that. They didn't talk like a fucking Scorsese film or anything like that. Uh, but the, just like this pinky guy doesn't really do anything, especially in this first book. Like he's kind of just hanging out, trying to score some tail and doing nose candy. Kills some people. That's like it, you know? Like you get a good idea of his personality and his character. That doesn't mean it was necessarily interesting and in that I was like, yeah, let me read some more. Uh, then there was Rose, number six, which you can read without reading one through five because they're all just kind of standalone stories. It's like Archie and Family Circus had a baby and the character's name is Rose and you're following her life. Sometimes she's a kid, sometimes she's an adult. It bounces all around. All the jokes are pretty Family Circus-y. And the art is very archy. That's the best way I can describe it. That's why I described it as that previously, just reiterating it. Uh, it was not for me. You know, I'm sure someone out there probably is like, oh, I'm happy this exists. You know, having some wholesome books. Uh, sit comics has something similar. I'd read that instead. Uh, just to give you a recommendation, if you like that style. That at least I, I enjoyed. This was just so, the jokes were too corny. And I couldn't, I couldn't even, you know, pretend to be amused by them. 
like Laffy Taffy type jokes where you're just like, all right, that's why I don't need Laffy Taffy. <laughs> that's why I don't need Whatever. Uh, then we have Frankenstein for Mayor. Now think about that. Think about that title, Frankenstein for Mayor. It sounds Waka Waka, and I was kind of expecting it to be cheesy as well. Just real, just, eh, those are some dumbass jokes about Mayor Frankenstein running against Mayor Dracula for Transylvania's mayorship. Where there's all monsters and, I don't know, I mean all monsters, it's vampires, werewolves, and witches make up the entire population. And the vampires have the dominant control of the city council and everything like that. And the werewolves are tired of that because they're being persecuted illegally. So there's a lot of social commentary there. There's a lot of political commentary there. And it was all handled very seriously, which I wasn't 100% expecting. I kind of thought it, with a name like Frankenstein for mayor, it wouldn't be serious, but it is. It's all serious. And the problem is, I think we're all experiencing so much real-world politics that I, when I read a comic book, I want to escape from that. And I couldn't from this. It was just too real, but with monsters. And I didn't laugh at that. I was just kind of like, ugh, why'd you bother making them monsters? Whatever. I guess it works. Uh, it's just, I, I won't be back for more of it. It's a, actually a pretty well put together issue. There's a lot of exposition. That's like my biggest gripe with it. But as far as like, is this something I want to read more of? No, not at all. And it's because of the politics. I just, and not that I disagree with the politics, just I don't want more of it. Got enough of that going on. Now for the good stuff. Where does, where to begin? The cross-eyed mud, read this shit, okay? Uh, not what I was expecting. I'm just gonna kind of I read the preview just out of curiosity because when you see the cover or actually I was Posting the preview. I saw what the painting looked like of the cross-eyed mud. And I was kind of like what the fuck? Why how is this a story? Uh, it actually ended up being Pretty pretty damn good. The ending's a little weak, but not so much to where I was like, wow That's Disappointing. This is more of like the journey is strong enough to where the ending matches and makes sense, and I found that enjoyable. But <laughs> strangely enough, check out the cross-eyed mud. Wasn't what I was expecting. Um, I, I don't think the solicits do it justice, and I don't think me really pumping out a two-minute description of it is going to do it any justice either. Hopefully, my written review does. So there you go. Uh, then there's Moon Moonhead. And the music machine. I love this because A, I'm a sucker for music and comic books. Anytime there's music and comic books, I'm a sucker for it. Uh, this kid has an actual moon for a head, and so does his parents. So his parents are completely uninterested in him. Uh, his head gets to travel, just like float around. It's like a very metaphorical, like head in the clouds type of thing. Uh, he just gets to travel the universe, and he, whenever he's wandering in thought, that's what he does. But then he gets it in his head that he wants to make a musical instrument and do this talent show. And so from that comes a lot of different journeys that he finds himself on. He finds one musically to see if he can do it, two, uh, one about friendship, and three about just kind of like there's a lot of music industry metaphors. and They're not metaphors, but like uh, stereotypes in there that are addressed. Um, 
it actually ended up being a lot deeper than I thought it would be, but then also just the art is so fantastic that you could read this book without reading any dialogue and, and know 100% of what was going on because it does such a fantastic job of showing you the story and not just telling you the story. So I would uh, check that out from No Brow Press if you're interested. The last one I think I'll leave us on is uh, Sync from Comics Tribe, which is definitely one of the best indie books I've read all year. I love Sync 1. I kind of missed out on Sync 2 when it released. And Sync 3 just released this past week. Uh, they're all actually standalone stories within the issues, so it's like getting a first issue every time, which is good because if you read my review for the first issue, I said it was one of the best first fucking issues I've ever read. Same hole is true for issue two and three. Uh, issue two is about a woman who cleans up dead bodies, essentially. She's who you call to get rid of a body. And uh, kind of hypothetically goes through what if one of the bodies wasn't quite that quite dead and what what would she do would she you know honor the agreement or would she make him disappear in another way so uh, i will say that there was a lot of twists and turns i was not expecting and that made it a stronger better issue for that uh, by the end that was not expecting the ending it was really good it was just, it was really good uh, the third issue, so good. It's about basically about a man who who's a legend in this town because of how dangerous he was, how he could beat anyone's ass. People were just afraid of him just by seeing his name. And he fell off the face of the, the earth and apparently transitioned into a woman. And his friends' kids come to find him because their dad's been killed. And they're just like, hey, man, we, we, need, your, we need your help. And she's like, nah, that's not me. I can't do that anymore. I, I just I can't go back to that. And then uh, it just kind of poses the question of, you know, can this person that was once the strongest, baddest dude still be that, like, legend, even as a woman? Uh, and the, the answer is surprising. It's not, it's not as obvious as you might think. Uh, so I highly recommend it. It was it was an incredible read. Uh, the dickheads from issue one make a make an appearance as well, and uh, so does the van from issue one. So if you were if you read the first issue of Sink and you remember any of that, then you should also be thrilled. I'm really looking forward to more. I kind of I think it's only four to four to six issues. I could be completely mistaken. I really wish it would just be an ongoing, especially just. The fact that they're all self-contained stories and just as it's building these characters there's definitely one character in particular they're building towards and i'm just kind of wondering if there's going to be some payoff for that so um, go check out sync right now just all three issues i would highly recommend it it is a fantastic series uh written by john lees and great art from alex cormick might be butchering that last name i'm pulling off my memory here because i don't have it in front of me so if you like this, I hope you did. I hope you'll let me know. I hope you give me some of your recommendations and you're like, hey, you should check this out for your podcast. That'd be great. Um, 
If not, let me know if you avoided or picked something up because of this. That'd be great to hear. That's kind of the point of why I'm doing this and releasing it on Tuesday nights before people can go to the comic book shops on Wednesday and spend some money. Uh, there was not a lot of releases this week that I wanted to even bother with. So one of those strange weeks where it's just kind of like everyone just putting out the remainder of their schedule and no one seems to care what they're putting out. Uh, there will be a lot more graphic novels in the coming week because I have a lot of those to go through and a lot more indies to go through. So hopefully you enjoy that and we'll come back for that. If you need to find me, it's at Into the Hero on Twitter. It's at ComicBasters as well. I do both. Do my personal shit on Enter the Hero. Do the website stuff on ComicBasters. You can also submit your comic book for review on ComicBasters.com currently right now. And if you have some questions or whatever, you can always do Facebook or Twitter, whatever. I mean, I'll be honest, I only check Twitter and I'm not even that good at checking that. Thank you for listening, though. Let me know if you like this. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you did. And uh, you share it with a friend or a friend shared it with you. Thanks. Talk to you next time. And the verdict is Jason Aaron. Yeah, he's in check. Tony Daniel, yep, in check. If you read a comic, put it back. Plastic sleeve, hard cardboard back. Then in the milk crate, black. Filed alphabetically, no, seriously. seriously. seriously.